Well, welcome this morning, church. It's a blessing to be with you. Uh, it's a blessing to worship together, to uh, just experience His presence, to uh, rest, rest in God. We've been in this series called Selah, a pause to be with Jesus, and our goal has been to kind of slow things down and uh, reconnect uh, with our Lord and um, experience His rest, experience His presence. And, um, you know, over the course of this series, we've been looking at different, different psalms, and even this morning, we've just been singing what it's like to faint. My heart faints for God, uh, to long for God, uh, to wonder in the presence of God, to wonder about who He is. I don't know about you, but these are emotions that um, are supposed to be fairly normal for believers. And I don't know if you experience those things, but I found myself this week praying that that would be uh, more and more the case. And um, you got this this morning when you came in. It's just a, uh, it's something that Donna Painter pulled together for us. But there are times, especially if we're relatively new in our journey with Jesus, there are times where we don't really know how to connect with God. And the fact is, we're all wired differently. We're all wired differently. And for some of us, uh, the connection happens in an intellectual way, like what we're doing this morning with Lexio Divina. Uh, sometimes it's music. Sometimes it's the creation. Sometimes it's uh, very physical when we're walking or running or uh, exercising. So uh, in the spirit of uh, giving as much equipping as we can, we w- Donna pulled this list together, just 10 ways to connect with God. And uh, Aaron just gave a testimony about number 10, uh, finding a partner or some partners uh, to walk together with. But I just leave that with you, and uh, maybe as you uh, think about your life with God this summer, you can look at some of those ideas and try them out. And maybe that will be a blessing to you uh, to take the next step from what we've been doing here uh, in our Sunday mornings. This morning, um, we're continuing in our journey in the Psalms, and so far, we've had several amazing invitations from God uh, that are all about eliminating hurry. We went into this just hoping that we could just slow down and learn to enter each day uh, with a pace and with a, a sense of unhurriedness with God. So in Psalm 32, we were invited to repent. Uh, in Psalm 46, we were invited to worship. In Psalm 75 last week, we were invited to trust Uh, Today in Psalm 84, we're invited to dwell with God. And next uh, two weeks from today, uh, Jamie is going to take us through Psalm 143, where we're going to be invited to walk in step with the Spirit of God. So these are some beautiful ways that God has made available to us to connect with Him and to uh, take that pause and eliminate hurry. Now, next week, we're going to have Vision Sunday and uh, uh, family worship. We do this uh, every year in the first Sunday of June. And um, I just want to 
just encourage you not to miss that and get the word out because this will not be, this will be a very significant service uh, as we follow Jesus together. And, and here's what we're going to be doing next week. We're going to worship and celebrate and pray together. Uh, we have family worship. And then uh, we're going to talk to you about some changes in our eldership team here. We're going to recognize and appreciate some of the people in our congregation. Uh, Zeke's going to take us through uh, the impact of our missions investment uh, that we make as a congregation together. Jamie's going to take us through the power of small groups. Uh, And again, I uh, refer to the testimony you just heard from Aaron about that. Uh, And I'm going to give us a word uh, from the Lord on the vision and the next season for our congregation. So... With all that in mind, uh, let me pray. Father, uh, we welcome you here again this morning. Lord, in the place that we haven't uh, found a deep connection with you, I pray you'd show us um, how to connect with you more deeply. Lord, we want to faint and long for you, and we want to wonder uh, at your majesty and your amazing, amazing presence, God. We We lift up this morning, uh, Father, and even as we move into your word now, we ask that you would keep us in a place of worship, keep us in a place of wonder, and um, show us and speak to us through Psalm 84, we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Today's text is Psalm 84. Uh, If you have your booklet with you, uh, you're going to need that, so pull that out. If you don't have your booklet with you, please put your hand up and... uh, we will either give you a, an insert for, uh, that you can bring home and put in your booklet, or if you're new this morning and you need a booklet for the first time, please go ahead and take one. And um, Ben's going to take care of that while I continue on. Uh, this, uh, this psalm is a beautiful composition. Um, one of the commentators called it the pull of home. And uh, we long to be connected to God. We long to be Him. The writer of Ecclesiastes said that God has put eternity in our hearts and we cannot cannot function without that eternal presence in our heart. This psalm also has three beatitudes in it which are fairly important and um, I'll just tip you off to that. But we're going to go through Lexio Divina together. But before we do that, let's just read the text and... um, If you weren't here previously, let me just go through what Lexio Divina is. It's an ancient... Can you put that next one up there? Yeah, it's an ancient way of reading the scriptures. It's Latin. It literally means holy reading. And it comes in four stages. So we're going to take time together this morning um, to read it twice in the first round, read it second time, or third time in the second round, read it a fourth time in the third round. And then the fourth round, we're just going to experience God's presence and uh, dwell in his presence together. Uh, line one of this, uh, let's over the next one. Line one of this says, uh, if you can't read that up there, to the choir master, according to the Gitit, a psalm of the sons of Korah. And the Gitit is a musical instrument, in most, most likely. And uh, so this is a composition uh, written to the choir master uh, by the sons of Korah. And we'll talk a little bit about them As we go on, but let's read the text together. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts! My soul longs, yes, faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. 
Even the sparrow finds a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young at your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise. Selah. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. As they go through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Selah. Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. The word of the Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way. Come now and engage your people in the word of life. Amen. So Mary's going to play for us while we uh, study this psalm together and experience this psalm together. The prayer teams are up on the side, and um, at any time, if you run into something in the word that you want prayer for, just go over there, and also the communion tables are open, so please have communion this morning when you are ready. So uh, let's begin this morning by reading the passage slowly. Consider the invitation that reading scripture is the opportunity to encounter God himself, his voice, and what you are reading is living and active. And then read the passage again the second time and listen with the ear of your heart for a word or a phrase that shimmers or stands out to you. Don't choose this yourself. Let the Spirit bring it to you. Welcome it with meekness and see what happens. So let's read the word together.
Okay. Um, just wanted to highlight briefly one thing. It says there a psalm of the sons of Korah. And um, I don't know if you remember the story, but in uh, Numbers chapter 16, Korah rebels against Moses and Aaron, and in fact rebels against their, their leadership on behalf of God. And um, in Numbers 26, 11, we read, but the sons of Korah did not die. And we hear in this story that when Korah, who's a Levite, opposed Moses, uh, God opened the earth and him and his uh, family went down into Hades directly and were punished severely for their disobedience. But the grace of God in this song title, because the generations of Korah obviously woke up to who God was in that incident and um, how worthy he is of praise and worship. And uh, generations later, David appoints the sons of Korah to be the worship leaders uh, in the temple. And so this composition reminds us of both the severity and the grace of God to those who will turn to him, to those who will uh, recognize who he actually is. So it's a call for us to understand that every generation has the opportunity to repent and to shine for God, no matter what's happened in our past. So the sons of Korah give us that, give us that, that picture of God's grace. So let's move on to meditation and reflection. Read the passage again slowly as you do. Uh, and for a few minutes afterward, reflect on the word or the phrase that sort of stood out to you first couple times through. Why do you think these words resonated with you? And give yourself a few minutes to do that. Then ask God, how does this connect with my life today? What do I need to know or be or do? Let's read together.
Okay, so just want to briefly comment on the the Valley of Baca. Um, commentators aren't really sure what that is, but it probably relates to balsam trees. It probably relates to a very dry place. And even those whose strength is in the Lord uh, will see that the rains cover these dry places with pools. It's a picture of God filling in and blessing uh, his people. And the psalmist goes on to say that God bestows favor and honor and it reminded me of uh, the supremacy of Jesus and the the value of God uh, when uh, he says, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. It brought me to Philippians chapter 3 where Paul says, yes, everything else is worthless when compared to the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. So let's read the passage one last time, preparing yourself for what you would like to say to God about what you've been reading. What might the Spirit be saying? What has come to you in this uh, time of reflection? And pray however you're led to pray. You might thank God for something or ask Him for something. Or you might want to use the last few lines of the passage as your prayer. And uh, again, it's a, maybe a good time, good time as a prelude to communion. So let's go ahead and read again.
as we're finishing communion, I um, just want to point out, I don't know if you this hit you the way it hit me, but no good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. This, uh, this reminded me of uh, Romans chapter 8, verses 31 and 32, where Paul says, What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son. As we have communion this morning, we recognize that he put his own son to death and gave him up for us all. Won't he also give us everything else? Everything that we need. It's the promise of Matthew 6. Seek first the kingdom and all these things that you need will be given unto you. So let's uh, go to step four here. And uh, this is just a time to rest in the Lord's presence. Do as you're led. You you may wish, wish just to wait on God. To just be with him. See how this passage adds to your wonder about God. Maybe there's something that has struck you as wonderful about him that you want to tell him and maybe why you want to worship him. So sit in the companionship of God and if you haven't yet, go ahead and have communion.
just want to reprise one of the great promises of this psalm. Blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise. A.W. Tozer uh, talks a little bit about this pull of home. He says, The yearning to know what cannot be known, to comprehend the incomprehensible, to touch and taste the unapproachable, arises from the image of God in the nature of man. Deep calleth unto deep, and though polluted and landlocked by the mighty disaster theologians call the fall, the soul senses its origin and longs to return to its source. We are made, we are made for God. And uh, our, our hearts and souls won't rest until we are home. And that very much is the destiny that we have as we follow Christ. Jesus said it this way. He says, in my Father's house are many rooms. And he's referring, of course, to uh, the Jewish bridal uh, process where the, the groom proposes and then goes home to make a home for his bride and he to live in, uh, in the Father's house as an extended part of the Father's family. And that's precisely what Jesus has done. He's come, he's proposed. And he's returning for those who accept his proposal. Uh, he's returning to bring us home. And so the gospel is for us today. And it's not that we will be somewhere discombobulated in heaven somewhere. But we will actually be here on planet earth. In resurrection bodies. Uh, where the father will live with us. We will be living in the father's house and as the psalmist, King David said, will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It will be a real experience. It will be a real freedom from sin and judgment and the curse. It will be uh, the bringing full circle of Psalm 84. Blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise. So, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it is the word of life. We thank you that your words are spirit and they are life itself. We thank you for this encounter with the living Christ. And, Lord, we, uh, we ask that you would teach us how to fellowship with you and commune with you as we have done this morning. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you want to stand, I'll give you a benediction, and it's... Um, it's a, a loose version of the end of Psalm 23. May you trust in Jesus, your shepherd, in new ways. May goodness and grace follow you by the power of the Holy Spirit all the days of your life. And may you dwell, and may you know that you will be dwelling in the house of the Father forever. Amen? Have a blessed week.